Welcome to the Happy Clappy Podcast. I'm joined today by my two co-hosts. I'm Cody Morant, by the way. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Kyle Young and Todd Frederick. What up? What up? How you doing? How are you guys yeah, doing? I'm a hip old guy. I know all the lingo. Ooh. Yeah. I can use the Google. What up? That's the, the bee's knees. Even on the talk talk. I got all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> I'm gonna be a talk talk expert one day. Young whippersnappers and their bees oh, knees out there. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, we are here back on the Happy Clapping Podcast and society. We're gonna get to see Todd. Get to see into Todd's new office lair with his tank row, yep. his Lego <laughs> World 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 War whatever's up yeah, there. Buddy. Yep. So and they got a big old giant Lego head. So it's cool. beautiful. Good, good to see behind the behind the curtain there, Todd, at your new office. Yeah, we, I mean, it's we hope to come down soon and come come and get it see in person. I, I miss you guys. I miss you guys a lot. I mean, I'm like I'm always talking about you. I'm always talking about Heart of Lakes Church. I'm excited about all the good things you have going on there. I'm excited about the good things we have going on at Shoreline. Um, feel like I learned a lot, you know, in the last year, a lot about advertising and stuff, and so. If you see me making stupid videos, it's because of that guy in the top corner. Yeah, I don't know who's in your top corner. Yeah, you're top left. I'm, <laughs> oh, top left. I, oh, I'm the top guy. That's you're this guy. Left. I was like, wait a second. I'm in the top this is like, corner. Is Jesus here? We don't know it. Like, yeah. <laughs> of course no, he's so here. Been, right. There's really another really in the good. Zoom chat. <laughs> Last night, we just had a fantastic children's event. We have a great children's coordinator who's doing a good job. And so it was really fun to. Uh, yeah, Todd, you, you said you were wet, wet, wet all Wednesday. Man, I tell you what, um, I did. I was hoping to actually stay dry. And it did not happen. No, I don't think that was bit. ever going to happen. It looked like fun. I almost drove down just to participate. That would have been sweet. Oh, dude, you would have been you would have been in your element. I know. I would have had a lot of yep. fun. It was mass chaos. Mass chaos but, is my middle name. But it's good to see. It's good to see ministry and 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 be part of each other's ministry. It's fun to watch your videos. So I, I always have fun. Um, so it's good. I, I wonder what people think of our stupid videos with Cody and I do it. And so now that I get to see your videos, I'm like, oh, that's what they think. They, they like it. They yeah. just laugh. And, it's oh, fun. That's good. Yeah. I hope that's what they think. Or they're like, that guy's an, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. you know, and I, I was talking to our youth director today and it's like, you know, we do, it, and it's the same thing that you guys are doing there. It's like, we do the stupid stuff to get people interested because this is what our kids are watching. You know, if mm-hmm. you watch YouTube for five minutes, if you watch what your little kids are watching, it's always got to be, you know, out there and extreme. And we do that for the purpose of bringing people in the door, breaking the barrier and helping them see that Christians are having a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, we had kids coming out last night that we hadn't seen before ever. You know, uh, we were able to, uh, there were kids who are watching our event from the apartments next door and they came over, you know, they came over. Right. At, I mean, they played by themselves in the, in the pit, but you know, that's the purpose. The purpose is to break in, make a connection, and then you know, bring people under the teaching of, of the gospel and you know, helping them understand scripture and how it applies to their lives. I mean, that's the, the two things aren't mutually exclusive, you know? Right. No, that's great. That's exciting. And like, uh, so we normally talk about things we're talking about as pastors on this happy clapping podcast. And so we talked about baptism Sunday. We did four baptisms. We had a baptism from Jackson campus and the Brooklyn Woo-hoo. campus, which was awesome. Um, that's just a super celebration. I know Todd, that's been something that you've wanted to see for a long time up in Jackson. Mm-hmm. So, um, God is good, you know, and, uh, things are going well. So, but, but I know you, you're teaching different things, of course, cause you're teaching Psalms this summer. I, I follow along. I've been listening to messages. So, we wanted to talk about maybe uh, since we talked about baptism before on the, on the podcast, mm. something different. So maybe fill everybody in what you were preaching on Sunday. We'll kind of talk about that in this podcast about really this idea of what is lament. 
Sure. So um, basically, I, uh, you know, when you come into a new situation, like my number one goal is to meet people, to know everybody's name. And so I wanted to pick something that would kind of stand alone because it's the middle of the summer. People are Mm -hmm. doing vacations and the Psalms are really good for that. Uh, One of my commentators says it's really hard to mess up the context of a Psalm because it would have been used in a number of different contexts. And so this past week I preached uh, Psalm six, which is a a personal and individual lament. Mm. And it's someone who is sick. And so they are literally, they're crying out to God. And the thing that is so cool about lament is it's not, it's not, um, it's what you say when you feel horrible. It's what you say when you're being crushed. Right. And so let me, you mind if I read Psalm six, go for it, go for it. I'm going to put my reading glasses on because I noticed that I wasn't going to say anything about that. You want me to read it? I got it ready. You can call me the old guy. Go ahead. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. Among the dead, no one proclaims your name. Who praises you from the grave? I am worn out from my groaning. All night long, I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My... uh my eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all of my foes. Away from me, all of you who do evil. For the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be overwhelmed with shame and anguish. They will turn back and suddenly be put to shame. So in here, like there's a, there's a pretty standard format for us for a psalm of lament. Mm-hmm. It starts with, a, with an address. O oh Lord. And then there's the complaint. And you can see he has a lot of complaint here. I'm being crushed, you know? Um, and, and he really talks about like, don't rebuke me in your anger because sometimes, you know, we believe that God disciplines. Right. And so sometimes the circumstance that you're under is because you've been disobedient and circumstances have come up, which is really God trying to help you get back on track. And so this guy, like he's recognizing, look, don't crush me in your anger. If I was doing something wrong, I would repent, you know, I would change immediately. And so he knows that it's not that, but as you listen and keep going on, he uses, uh, so he uses some imperative verbs here. Um, do not rebuke me in your anger is an imperative. Mercy me, have, have mercy on me. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it, it, I find it really interesting that in the middle of this, like this guy is not saying, please. He's saying there's a problem, right? Hey God, this is broken. And I think it really represents the world that we live in and the brokenness that we all experience. Right. Well, I mean, if you look at the world, it's not my fault. The world's broken. Like it, it's not like, it's not my fault. Like Ukraine and Russia are at war. Like we can't actually control any of that, but it's still bad. And it's still, it's still, it still groans me. Like, I don't like it. Like I, mm. I feel concerned for people who I don't know across the ocean and how it will affect us and how it affects the economy. And like, that's not our, it's not my sin, the consequences of my sin that's causing the economy to tank. At least I hope not. I don't, I don't think I have anywhere near enough money to make any difference. <laughs> so right, right. neither do any of us, right? And so, yeah, I think it, it's, I, li- I like what you're saying there. It's like really is about sometimes the world's just broken and we got to live in it. And that's, we go to God hoping that God will, will, will intercede for us and be, you know, we'll, we'll take care of our needs. Um, and I think about Todd, I think about like Romans and Romans talks about how the Holy spirit intercedes for us in our groaning when we yeah. don't know what to pray. 
Like, um, I, that's always been a thing for me. I actually used this like yesterday in counseling and the person, I, I just don't know what to pray. Like, it's so bad. And like, I don't know what to say. God is like, just, just talk to God. Like you don't have to have the right words. It's not like a yeah. magic genie lamp. You don't have to, if you say the right things to God, he'll jump out of the lamp and give you your wishes. It is really more of God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. And he knows, he knows when things are so bad, you don't know what to say, but just, just talk to him and the Holy spirit will intercede for you. And to me, that gives great comfort that I don't have to know the right thing all the time. And in my despair and my lament, I can just communicate with God knowing that that's, that's the relationship he wants. It's like, sometimes, sometimes you just want, like someone called me today about, about a, um, kind of a relationship issue and the one some advice and like, I don't know what to say. They didn't know the way forward. And really there's, just, there may not be a way forward. Like mm. in the traditional sense of just give me, let me get up, have a pill to swallow and this will all be better. It's not the way it is. Like you have to have all these things come together and, and everybody involved has to get, come together and fix it out. And so right now you're just kind of groaning and don't really know what, but you're lamenting that things are not better. And so that's, you know, I see this quite a bit. Mm. I think it actually works in interpersonal relationships and I've seen you guys work together and, you know, sometimes Cody just has to talk through something, you know, he's just mm-hmm. gotta, he's just gotta verbalize, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think that's some of it too, especially, especially in the toil of ministry or the, like just the toil in life, sometimes getting it out there, like the groaning process, it's almost like you're, 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 you're expelling the poison. Like, it's like sometimes I just need to get the negativity out of my system and be done with it. Like I, I yeah. don't want to – I don't – like it's like the longer I hold on to it, the longer I have it, the less I feel like I'm myself, right? And so sometimes there's no solution. It's just I need to get it out of there. But mm. I think that comes with like, you know, interpersonal. It comes to like a confrontation. It comes to like when you're in the midst of the, the trial and the suffering that you know it's not going to get better, but you just need to – it's like – I was the other day, like I was really frustrated about something. I just went outside. I, I had a lift and I had a whole talk with God about like life. And it was like, mm-hmm. I needed that because I needed yeah. to get that, all that out of my system. I needed to feel like, and it was like, it was a healthy thing. Like, cause I think that part of that is God's not necessarily sitting. I'm not sitting there like lifting weights and God's responding to me. It's more me mm-hmm. going, okay, I know you're good God. I know that all of this is going to pass. I'm re once I get it out there, I can address what's truth and what's not truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And a couple of things in that, like when you're, when you're using the right words to manipulate God, that's paganism. And so we don't want to do that. Right. right. Yeah. But then also like, and I used you guys on purpose there because it's in the context of a relationship with someone who loves you that you can just go and say, I'm mad, you know? And God says, well, tell me about it. How, what are you mm-hmm. mad about? Because he loves you that much. And it's actually an act of trust on both ends, mm-hmm. you know, to trust God enough to lose it, you know, and say, I'm so frustrated. I'm so angry. I'm so sick that I just can't even find right words. And I'm just going to spew. And God says, I get it. And I think that's where, that's what is so important about the Psalms and the life of the Christian faith. You know, we, we always kind of default to the Lord's prayer. Dear Lord, if it be your will, have your way, all those kind of things where we want to submit to God. And that's, that's a great thing to have. Those are all true ideas. But the Psalms teach us how to pray, and the Lament Psalms teach us how to pray when we're losing it, when life is coming unraveled and we don't know what to do. That's what they're there for. Right. That's why they're included in Scripture. 
And so, you know, even, you know, have mercy on me, you know, mercy me, heal me. Those are demands. My soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord? You know, turn, deliver, save. Those are all imperatives. And so the guy who's singing this psalm, you know, could be David. Um, sometimes the superscriptions, um, we don't have a lot of information about their background. They just kind of appear with their psalms. And so of David could mean that David wrote it. It could mean that it's in Davidic style. It could mean a couple different things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I like how he says, look, if I die, like verse seven, among the dead, no one proclaims your name. Who praises you from the grave? And so it's almost like he's giving God a reason. Hey, God, look, if you crush me, if I'm crushed by this right. situation, how can I sing your praises? And so I, I love, and all the Psalms, all these Psalms kind of pick up at the end and say, look, I'm going to trust you. And what I found interesting in all this, like it never really says, oh yeah, and you fixed my problem. You know, it never comes, like it, you could read it a couple different ways. Yeah, you fixed my problem because of the optimism that's in the Psalm. But you could also be in the middle of the struggle and like God doesn't change, your circumstances don't change, but something changes in you as a Christian where you're like, okay, where else am I going to go in all of this? Right. I've, I've been to the doctor, I've, you know, I've been to urgent care, ER, hospital stay. Maybe I've been through all that and I'm still sick, but I'm going to trust God. Yeah. And so, I, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's that's what I've been preaching on. And I kind no, that's great. Kind of landed on you know that trusting God in the middle of the struggle. Uh, it was hard for some folks. It was hard for me, you know, because when you're in the middle of a struggle, whether it's health or anything else, you know, um, all those things come to mind. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was good. It was a, it was a good time, and it's it's good that we could trust God because we're not always in a season of lament. Right, lament comes with bad things generally where we're life's broken. Life feels out of place. Relationships are awry, health issues, the economy, whatever. But hopefully you're going through seasons of lament and seasons where you are at peace and feel joy. Like, like there's the ebb and flow of life. And uh, you know, in that verse I mentioned before is from Romans eight, it says in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. Like, like that's when, when this, then when we do not know what we ought to pray for the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. so powerful when we don't know what to say, the spirit is with us groans for us and goes to God on our behalf. And he, the spirit searches our hearts, knows the mind or sorry, he God, the father searches our heart and knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's mm-hmm. people in accordance with the will of God. That's such a powerful thing. When you think about it ending with trust in Psalm six, like mm-hmm. you can trust God, if you have a relationship with him and his spirit is within you because his spirit is walking through life, comforting you, equipping you, encouraging you, uh, allowing you to understand God's instruction in his word. And so that trust comes with knowing that God is not abandoning his people, but God is giving you a helper who's, who's helping you. Even when you don't know how to get help or ask for help, God is still there with you. I think that's, that's why we can trust him. I think Where, I, I know. Okay. So it sticks in my head. It's probably King James, but though he crushed me yet, I will trust him. Something like that. Where is that? Well, it's like, I mean, you hear mother Teresa, like, God, I don't even know if you exist, but I'm still going to be doing what you've asked me to do. Right. Like no matter what's going on, like no matter how much doubt, no matter what's going on, like, it's like putting it out there that I'm, I'm like putting it out there is so important for us to, to really process what God is doing. I think I mean, yeah. they, they talk about like therapy is like 80% listening. And the, I mean, literally it's just active listening. It's like when people sit there in therapy, it's 80% of the time they're talking 
only about 20% of the time the therapist is talking. And that's because yeah. you have to get all of it out to really be able to examine it. And there's things they talk about in therapy, like all the time, how like when people are, you know, going through it, that the, the moments that are the most profound are self-realization. They're not a therapist pointing and going, this is where the problem is. It's where they go, oh my gosh, I just said that out loud and that's how I really feel. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. You know, like for me personally, that was how it was like as an adopted kid. Like it was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this is why I do this. Or I don't realize, didn't realize this is why I do that. Because the lament of like, I'm just mad at the world and I don't know why. And it's not going to get better. It's not going to, but right now I just need to get it out there. That changed the whole dynamic for me because it was like, mm. I have to come face to face with the the person that I am and who I, who I know God wants me to be. And I have to make a determination in that moment, which side of the crossroads I'm going to take. Yeah. Yeah. That, ver- that you, verse, like- that verse that you want to know is though he slay me, I will hope in him. Yeah. I will argue my ways to his face. And where is that? Uh, it's Job thirteen fifteen. Job thirteen, yeah, good old Job. Yeah, I so I, I've been through a couple different translations of the Bible. I started with the King James, and then I went to New American Standard, then uh, ESV. So sometimes the verses get jumbled in my old brain. Same, same here. That's our same my same path. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. NIV was in there somewhere, I think. So the NIV. Uh, well, that's my church growing up had the NIV. Uh, well, and that's where you know people. That's probably the most common translation in our churches. Yeah. So. so essentially, all this to say, we can trust God, even yeah. in the bad times. And that's the hard, that, like, it's easy to trust God when things are good, but we, we forget about God. I think it's, we, we can trust God, but we don't really, we don't really feel like we need him. And we don't, we don't like include God in our life. Like, it's like, oh, things are good. I don't really need God. Like that's, I see that in a lot of people. It's like, oh, it's all good. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to God when I need God. Like, mm-hmm. and the, the, the truth is that's, that's of emergency. Rough. Yeah. Break, Break glass. Yes. Yeah. Break open the glass. That's the God card. Yeah. Right. Um, so we generally, people turn to God when, when they're in despair, when they're lamenting, when they're in anguish, when they're groaning, when they're grieving, and it's good to know that in those moments, we aren't forgotten by God. We're actually, God, God created a plan to care for his people when we, didn't, we don't know what else to do, what else the answer is. And that's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that goes back into the Old Testament, that God still loved his people and allowed them to communicate with him. And, and allowed whoever the writer was, if this is David, to lament and to talk and to have that open relationship, knowing that like, God wasn't going to smite him for it you know, his frustration, but also then God through Jesus still prepared for us and show us that love by giving us the Holy spirit. And I think that's powerful. I think that's where, you know, um, I I think with lament, having that turn at the end, you know, you don't want to start with the turn. Like Mm -hmm. when in counseling, when you're talking to somebody, you don't start with the turn. You don't start with, you know, I mean, God's got this. Now that's a true statement. Mm-hmm. But when somebody's being crushed by physical illness, that, that's not really helpful, right. you know, or um, what are some others, you know, um, all in God's timing, all in God's timing. My you thoughts think, and prayers are with you. My I mean, that, that's great, but oh it doesn't gosh, yeah. really, it's not comforting yeah. when you're grieving. It's like, well, it's great that all these people are playing for me. I, I, I want to answer. I want, yeah. I want to know what's going on. I want the re- resolution. And so I've learned to say, and I just, I just literally was counseling someone uh, for a good part today. It's like, you can't really always tell people it's going to be okay in their end. 
What you can tell him is God loves you even in this moment when you're going through this and he is there with you. And I will walk through this yeah. with you. Yeah, okay, it's and, so subjective, right? Yeah. Like, who? Yeah. What? What does that even mean? What does okay mean? What right. does that mean? Like, what do you tell? What do you tell a, a family who's just lost their their child? Like, what is okay? Okay is mm-hmm. what do you? What is? I don't even. I can't even see okay. Like, yeah, I don't even know what okay used to be. Like, I just know yeah. brokenness. Like, so it's like the reality is like I was. I think this is a good example. Like I was last night. Um, last night I took blaze, like the boys were going to bed. Right. And I took, I took blaze in and blaze starts throwing the fit of a lifetime. Right. Mm. And he's just, he's mad at the whole world. And like, I normally, normally I wish I could say that I'm the most patient father in the world. Normally I'd have been like, dude, you just got to go to bed. Like I'm, I'm not doing this. You got to go to bed, get your butt in bed. Like I'm not going to do this. But I realized like there was something bigger going on. And so I, I, this was like, okay, buddy. What's going on? And he's like, Daddy, who will hold you? Like, so comes over, he gives me this big hug, this big kiss. He's sitting in my lap, he's still crying. And I said, I said, Are you tired? And he said, He said, Yeah. I said, Do you want to go to bed? And he's like, Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we were we were in process, right? Yeah. Like it's not like like I was already taking him to bed, but he's throwing this fit because he's tired and he wants it his way. And what I'm trying to give him is the right thing. He's just not ready to accept that it's the right thing until it's on his own terms, until he's processed that that's what he's actually got. So he's sitting there in my lap and he goes, yeah, I'm tired. And then he goes and lays down in bed and goes to sleep. No issue. But it's like, sometimes I feel like our ultimate father, you know, our father in heaven is almost, I I, I have to believe there's a parallel there of we're just like, Oh, oh God, what I really need is this. You know, mm-hmm. and he's just going, yeah, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> like, he's like, I was just yeah. waiting for you to figure it out, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I was taking Zeke uh, from Ohio to, to Michigan, and he was riding with me, which was always its own adventure. And he, he had been given breakfast and did not eat it. And so it's like, all right, dude, the hard lesson is this, because he wanted to stop on the way. So, right. you know, it's like, no, we're not going to stop. So uh, we actually take the toll road because it cuts off, cuts off, cuts off Toledo. So we would just go around Toledo and um, I have the change from the toll sitting in the seat and he picks up the dollar bill. And so he's holding it. He's just kind of playing with it for a minute. He's like, Hey Papa, I have a dollar. Can we go by dollar general? And I'm like, no, <laughs> first of all, that's my dollar. <laughs> right. Second of all, the hard lesson that you're learning right now, this kind of goes back to discipline. The hard lesson you're learning right now is when you have food offered to you, you got to eat because you know, it's going to take two hours to get home. and We're not going to stop. And that's the discipline aspect of it. So when it's not discipline, you know, when your kid's tired and they just need to go to bed, uh, we had a situation where Zeke was just, he was just losing it, you know, and he was mad because his, his Mac and cheese wouldn't cool down as fast as he wanted it to. And it's like, it's okay, Bubba. You just need to take a right. break. It's okay. It's all right. I had that same experience with Zeke, actually, about some chips in the car ride back from mm-hmm. camp. It was like, this is what everybody's getting. So, well, I like that. I'm not going to eat it. Well, that's what everybody's decided. So, the, the hard lesson here, Zeke, is you're going to go hungry if you don't eat these chips. Yeah. So, it's, I, I like yeah. binary choices for little kids because yeah, it's yeah. either this or that. You don't have to yeah. think about the third he, he chose not to eat them. I, mean, I was surprised, but he chose not to. Yeah, not um, eating is not usually a thing for him. Yeah, so I was surprised, but yeah, we all have we all have that, and sometimes we have that in life, in life situations, and so yeah. uh, God wants us when we're in those situations to turn to Him, to mm-hmm. share our thoughts, share our feelings, share our hurt, be mm-hmm. 
be transparent with them because that's what we want from the people we love. Like if, if my, if my kids and my wife are frustrated, you know, especially with me, I want them to come to me and talk through it. Cause I love them. I want that. They, I want them to trust that they can have that conversation. It might be a safe assumption that if they're frustrated, that it's you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, Just yeah. be like, it's probably me. And so, but you work through that. And I feel like, I feel like God is a loving father. He's the same. Like if we're frustrated with him, he wants us to come to him. I mean, he didn't walk and talk in the garden with Adam and Eve because he didn't want a relationship with his, with his, his people. Like he created us to be in relationship with each other and with him. So we can go to him. And sometimes it's it's saying hard things. Like, I don't, I'm not happy. I don't don't like what life is right now. And just taking to God and allowing the Holy spirit to be there with us and to help us work, work it through because God is good. And if we trust him, he will take care of us. Isn't it that's, funny how the shame, really, isn't it funny how the shame was what separated us too, right? Like the, the, the only reason that Adam and Eve hid away from the Lord was because of shame. Cause they yeah, knew, they, they, talk to they, they knew yeah. what they had done and they didn't want to face it. It's like, I think that's a lot of it too. It's like, sometimes we know that we've, sometimes we've caused our own problems. Like, and obviously when we're talking about like major illnesses and, and lamenting to God, like this, this time stinks. And sometimes I think when we're lamenting, we're actually realizing that we've caused some of our own issues too. Right. right. Like that we are the perpetrator of our own problems and that how do we behave differently or how do we remembered from the prior time that we had lamented right we wouldn't be in the same situation right and it's like when you yeah. when you think about that it's like adam and eve hid away from shame and didn't want to see the lord because they knew that what they had done was dishonoring it's like i think that's what keeps us away from the lord too it's like we, we just have the shame of like it's true you know what what i did was wrong and i know it and i'm a bad person well it's like god's like no you did a bad thing i made you in my image you're not a bad person. You did a yeah. bad thing, right? Like there's that, that whole dichotomy of shame versus guilt. Yeah. I think that's, you know, as I think about like summing up and thinking about the, the big point, lament is a language for your relationship with God in a broken world. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like really that. like the kernel of all this. And so as you, you should, as a Christian, you should be reading the Psalms mm-hmm. and it, you should be like focusing in on those kind of things. And one of the things I love about Psalm 88, so Psalm 88 doesn't have the turn at the end. Psalm 88 verse 18 says, you have caused my beloved and my friend to shun me. My companions have become darkness. And then it ends. And the reason that it does that is because now you have to say, oh, but wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. You know, it leaves you there for a minute so that you have to figure it out. And so I think it's lament is really beautiful. About one third of the Psalms are lament and uh, you should read all that. Yeah. yeah. And that, that kernel is, is good. And the Lieutenant Colonel is know that the Holy spirit groans in your weakness intercedes for you. The Lieutenant Colonel, the <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel, there's a different kernels, man. There's different kernels. Different. The language of lament is important. And honestly, we're already experiencing anyways. You live, if you're living and hearing this, you've already experienced the season of lament. It's a time when, when you are in despair, grief, sorrow, struggle, frustrated, mad at God, and you need to talk it through with him, mm-hmm. instead of complaining to others about him, go talk to God and know that he loves you and he wants you and he wants you to trust him and have a relationship with you. And he wants, he gave us his Holy Spirit to even help make that even better for us and easier for us. And that's, I think that's what we can trust him for. So great, Todd. Sounds like a great message. Um, we might have to show that one on the 31st. We're going to use one of yours, I think, when we're out of town. So uh, for the camping trips, maybe maybe we'll show the lament one. 
if you guys are lamenting that we're up north while you're not, there you go. So I'm saying, I don't know that our, I mean, I don't know that our recording would work real well, but you can oh, we'll have to, we'll have to try. We'll have to try. It'll work great, Todd. We can download it. It'll work great. I'll just be out of town. It'll be yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll send. Uh, we'll put a little thing at the end. If, if you do not like this recording, please email Todd at shoreline.org. <laughs> uh, it's Todd at the shorelinechurch.net, but my old email still works. Yep. Yep. Uh, Todd at the shorelinechurch.net for complaints and concerns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I miss you guys. I uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. Same. I think we're complaining yeah. on too, coming down. I think you and I and uh, our families are going to hopefully do Toledo Zoo here before too long. Oh, that'd first, be great. First yeah. August. Ooh, yeah. So, be good. So we can't wait. Well, right. keep doing what you're doing, Todd. It's fun to watch. And guys, we'll catch you on the next episode of Happy Clappy Podcast. Later. <laughs>